there's one tool that I recommend everybody starts with when you're getting ready to tackle your little one's picky eating. If you already have my picky eater starter guide, you have this tool already, but maybe you haven't used it yet or you need a refresher on how exactly this is going to work for you. So that's what we're going to talk about today. This is Feeding Toddlers Made Easy. I'm your host, Casey Barnes, registered dietitian nutritionist with a master of clinical nutrition, mom of two. I'm here in Dallas, Texas, and I have lived the piggy eater life because my son, he has struggled. We're in a much better place now, but I totally get it. And that's one of the reasons why I do what I do because this can be such a challenge and really frustrating when you're feeding them multiple times a day and it's just not getting any better. So today we're going to tackle what this tool is that you need when you're first starting out with your picky eater and getting them back on the right track. And it's gonna give you a good picture of where you're at. And this is important, before you can make a good plan to move forward, I think you need a good assessment of where you are. Before we get started, I would go and download the free Picky Eater Starter Guide right now so that you can look at this tool as I'm talking about it and maybe even fill it out. And after the end of our time together today, you're already gonna have done a really great positive first step for your picky eater. Now, the tool that I'm talking about today is called the Safe Food Sheet. And if you get out your Picky Eater Starter Guide, you're gonna scroll down a little bit And I think it's the last page on there, but it will very clearly say safe food sheet. You can fill this out on your computer if you have a PDF editor that you can type into or on your tablet right on there or even just start your own list in your notes app maybe if you're on your phone or just print it out and write it on there. But make sure you have something so you can write it down. And I don't want this to just be a list in your head and you'll see why because it's a really, really great starting off point. I think sometimes we think we know what foods our kids like, but we don't always remember everything and we usually give them less credit than they deserve. Or maybe it's really that we're giving ourselves less credit than we deserve because I find that a lot of parents, after they fill this out, they realize like, oh, actually we are doing a little bit better than I thought. All the families who have worked with me in my Simple Steps to Piggy Wins, this is one of the first things that they do, and you'll see why. So maybe after you do this, you'll be like, you know what? I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to hop into Simple Steps to Piggy Wins. So I'll give you more info about that later. But here we go. Let's talk about the safe food sheet. What it essentially is, is safe foods are the foods that your little one regularly eats and likes. It does not have to only be their favorite foods. You know, there are a couple favorites. Like for my daughter, I know she loves spaghetti. We'll always eat spaghetti. But there are other foods that she likes and generally will eat, but is not necessarily her favorite. So for example, Yesterday for lunch, she had some yogurt, she had some tuna, and some red peppers. And she likes red peppers, but she ate like one nibble of one corner of one, and that was it. I still consider that a safe food because she generally will eat and like it. But if there's a food where you're like, uh, 
They used to eat it, but it's been months. I've tried serving it a couple times over the past few months, and they really are not interested at all. Then I would not count that as a safe food right now. But really, this sheet is about giving you knowledge, and knowledge is power. This is going to lay everything out for you. This is not a report card to see, oh my gosh, I am doing such a bad job. They only like treat foods the most, and I'm doing such a bad job. No, it's not about that at all. This is our starting place, and I want you to try to be as non-judgmental toward yourself and toward your child as possible. I know that's hard to lay this out there and feel like, you know, you think of the comparison to another kid or maybe even another child in your family or the cousin who eats everything. Like, I know those kids are out there who eat everything. That's not your kid. That's not your fault. And that's okay. But let's get it down on paper so we know where we're starting. It's going to be so much easier to make a plan going forward if we know what we're working with. When you look at the safe food sheet, I've broken it down into protein category, carbs, fruit and vegetable, then a fats slash dips slash spreads category, and then a treats category, okay? So I really do want you to think about each one of these. For proteins, do they eat bacon? Do they eat breakfast sausage? Do they eat hot dogs? Do they eat chicken nuggets? Do they eat grilled chicken? What are all those things? Oh, I'm only naming meat. (laughs) Of course, there's more than that. Do they eat eggs? A certain kind of eggs. Do they eat fish of any type? Do they eat beans? Chickpeas. So think about all those different options and see where they land. Then for carbs, that's going to include like, you know, pastas, grains, breads, but be specific. So for example, say they you put down bread. Well, do they like all kinds of bread? Then write that. Do they eat flat bread? Will they eat pita bread? Will they eat rolls? Like think about those different varieties and put that down. All of those things count as different foods. If they're a different type, even in the same thing, like it's bread, but it's a different texture, it's a different shape, count it. Bagel, that's different, count it. Muffins, count it. Okay, (laughs) got the picture here. Then we move to the fruit and vegetable category. This does not need to mean just fresh fruit and vegetables. Like if they eat sweet potato chips, I count that. If they eat french fries, I count that. You can put that here or in the carb section. I really don't care where you put it as long as you put it down. It's not so much about getting the categories right as it is just kind of thinking in your brain about the different things. Do they drink juice? That would count in the fruit and vegetable category. It really does. Do they eat popsicles made from 100% juice? That goes there too. For the fats and dips and spreads, that's like Do they eat butter on things? Do they eat cream cheese on things? Do they eat hummus? Do they eat guacamole? Do they eat, I don't know, black bean dip? Whatever it is, do they eat spinach artichoke dip? Peanut butter. Those kinds of things would all go there. And then the treats category, don't feel like you have to limit the things here. I think our natural tendency is to like not want there to be as many things here as there are. But here's why this section is equally important to me as all those other ones. This gives us clues about what their likes are. Do they like crunchy snacks a lot? 
that gives us a clue on their texture. Do they like chocolate? Do they like lemon-flavored things? Do they like pumpkin pie? All these things are clues about how we can get them to try other different foods. So usually starting with a treat food is a great way to introduce them to a different flavor. For example, say they like pumpkin pie. Okay, let's move on to pumpkin ice cream. Great, now let's move to pumpkin yogurt. Okay, do you see where I'm going with this? We can usually take something, some piece of what they like about another food and translate it to a new one. And I really help walk you through this in Simple Steps to Picky Wins, but I just want you to start, get your wheels turning about how this moves forward. With picky eaters, we're not doing giant leaps and bounds. We're doing those small steps like pumpkin pie to pumpkin ice cream, okay? That's how it's going to work. So even if you're like, oh my gosh, that's junk. I don't want to write Cheetos down on the list. I don't want to write Ho-Ho's down on the list. Like whatever it is, write it down. It's your starting point. You don't have to feel bad about it. It's just what they like. And I like all that stuff too, right? You probably like a lot of the things that are on their list as well. So they're not bad for liking those things. It's just that those foods are easier to like. They're way easier to like than all the various healthy foods that we want them to eat. It takes more time, okay? Let's talk about some troubleshooting and like FAQs that usually come up. Some people want to know if they only eat a food a certain way, should you write that down? Like if they say they eat ground beef but only in pasta sauce, then I would write down ground beef in pasta sauce because we can't say that ground beef is necessarily a safe food if they won't eat it in a different sauce, they won't eat it on its own. So be specific if you know that they're not flexible with the way that that food is prepared. Now, how do we use these safe foods at meals? What I would like you to do is make sure that each meal has a safe food but isn't entirely comprised of only safe foods. That's so we can keep exposing them to other foods. We want the safe food there so that they have something that they can eat and they can feel comfortable at the meal, but we still want to give them the opportunity to explore other foods as well. What if they only eat the safe food at the meal and then want more of the safe food? That's okay. That's part of the whole process. And they don't have to eat a new food for you to still make progress with that food, okay? So you serving a safe food alongside something else, they eat the safe food, they want more of the safe food, they want nothing to do with the new food, that doesn't mean that you didn't make any progress. I'm still really happy that you serve that other food. And in Simple Steps to Picky Wins, we talk about how to progress them forward with that new food, but for now, just knowing that you can do a mix of a safe food and a new food is a great place to start. Another question I get asked a lot, can the safe food be different from the family meal? Yes. Ideally, I'd like it to be a component of the family meal. So for example, I'm making, I make this all the time. It's so good. It's a chicken pot pie stew in the Instant Pot. And I just do biscuits on the side, like frozen biscuits. My son is not eating chicken pot pie stew. So he's going to eat the biscuits. So that like goes along with the meal, but it's really not the main meal itself. 
my daughter, she'll eat the chicken from the stew. She won't eat like all the things in the stew mixed together. So it's okay if it's a component of the meal. But say you made like tonight I'm making a shrimp stir fry with like zucchini noodles and a peanut sauce because I just really want to make that. I know that Teddy's not going to want that, but I'll leave aside some peanut butter for him with some of the veggies from the meal and some fruit, and he can have a little peanut butter dipping platter. So I don't like to do a completely separate meal, and the safe food does not need to be like the main dish. I think a lot of times we feel like we have to provide them with this main course that they're going to really want. It's okay if it's the sides and a cup of milk. That's fine because we do want them to learn that eventually they're going to be eating the meal with the family. And if they keep getting their own separate favorite meal, they're never going to have any motivation to want to like join in with the rest of the family's meal. Something else that comes up is what if you have more than one picky eater? This gets a little more challenging logistically because you're filling out more than one safe food sheet and they're not always going to like all the same things, right? So what I would suggest that you do is fill out both their safe food sheets or three or four, however many you need to do, and then look through and circle the common denominators. I'm hopeful that you could find at least a few things that everybody eats so that you know like, okay, this is something that I can reliably serve. And maybe there's five things that they all like. Okay, you can rotate through those five things during the week so that it's a little bit less stress on you to be able to get a meal together when you have so many different likes and dislikes. If you're wondering, okay, what do I do from here? Well, make sure you have your safe food sheet filled out. Take some time with it. You might need to think on it overnight. You might put it on the fridge and come back to it a day or two later and be like, oh, that's right. They do eat peas. Oh, yes. They do eat tortillas. You know, whatever it is that it might take you some time to fully complete it. But once you have it, then I want you to use that as a way to help if you're in the rut of giving them like, mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, hot dog, mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, hot dog, you know, whatever those few things are, start by doing one night where you don't give them a favorite, but you do give them a safe food from their list. Same with like breakfast if they're at home. You can start by doing just maybe toast is a safe food, eggs are not. You can still make eggs and toast. They can have the toast. They can have milk, maybe some fruit on the side, but it's the start to getting them to be a little bit more flexible by getting away from serving only their favorites. Now, I'd love to invite you to learn more about Simple Steps to Picky Wins. I'm really excited because we just turned it into a membership and it's relaunching right at the beginning of February. So you can get in. This is going to be the founder's launch. You're going to get the lowest prices that I'm ever going to offer. And this means that you're going to get direct access to me, weekly coaching with me, Q&As, a community of other parents going through the same thing, as well as being able to work through my step-by-step process 
to get your picky eater trying new foods. It's going to be such a help for you and you're going to feel so much less alone in your journey. And let's face it, like you feed your kid five times a day, usually, unless they're going out for half the day, but at least a couple times a day, you have to think about feeding them. And how much better would it be if it wasn't a stressful part of your day? You would feel so much relief. And I know that we can make that progress together. So keep your eyes open for the big announcement. If you grabbed this Picky Eater Starter Guide download, you'll get onto my list so that you will be the first to know about the founder's launch. And I will have all kinds of information for you about what's included, what to expect, but you can always ask me questions too. But I hope to see you in there. It's going to be so great. That's it for today. If you enjoyed this episode, if you learned something, please leave me a five-star rating and review. Make sure that you're following the podcast and I will talk to you next time.